Hello, everyone. Welcome to the TI Connect podcast. I'm Adrian. I'm Nick. Just a quick reminder, everybody. This content was originally in video format and has been adapted to a podcast. So some things are better seen than heard. Don't let it stop you. Go to ti.com connect and you can see the full videos. Hello everyone, welcome to the Connect video series. My name is Adrian Fernandez and today we're diving into a, a new topic that I personally have a lot to learn about and I'm really excited to bring in one of our experts from our Oslo office, uh, Svein Vetti. He's from our Sub 1 Gigahertz systems team and we're hoping to pull him in to bring his expertise around the topic of wireless MBUS. Uh, this is a wireless protocol typically found in e-metering, smart metering type of applications and our SimpleLink CC13XX devices in particular are well enabled to you know create these long-range connected type of metering applications so without further ado let's go ahead and bring in our guest uh, Smine welcome to the show uh, really excited to pick your brain a little bit to learn more about this particular protocol how are you doing today doing very well thank you awesome well Let's go ahead and jump right in. You know, wireless MBUS, it's a pretty mature technology now, and I know TI has been a part of this stack for a couple of years. Uh, could you give maybe the, the newcomer a, a little bit of an introduction as to what wireless MBUS is? Right, yeah, so wireless MBUS is a sub one gigahertz protocol, which is a standard for Europe, um, and the application here is metering. Uh, so it can cover a lot of different metering applications, uh, both kind of short range, higher data rate uh, applications, and also really long range, so LP WAN solutions uh, for gas meters, for example. And it's deployed in not all countries in, in Europe, but a lot of them. Okay, and, and you mentioned, I guess, it's pretty scalable, you know, depending on the use case, whether it's, you know, long range or, or data throughput. Um, does it support different frequency bands uh, within the sub one gigahertz um, field? Right, yeah. So it's even if it's kind of one standard, it has uh, multiple physical layers. Uh, it has all the way down to really slow data rates, like 2.4 kilobits per second, and all the way up to, to 100 kilobits per second. So typically you would use the, the 100 bit kilobit per second um, when the, the range is sh shorter, and then you will use the 2.4 for really long range, uh, what's referred to very often as LP band technologies. Uh, and there are also different frequency bands. Um, it started out with 868 MHz, uh, then it's also actually 433 and even 169 megahertz so 160 yeah 169 megahertz is used mainly for for gas and water meters in um, in, in, in france and italy also okay very cool and uh could you maybe talk through a little bit about the topology here so i know you know when we talk about you know grid and, and metering type of applications um you know i guess there's edge nodes at that point they communicate to a data collector you know where does wireless mbus fit in that type of topology yeah, wireless MBUS is a fairly simple uh, protocol. It's a star network. And the nice thing with the star network is that you get a very predictable current consumption. And, and that is very important for metering. Uh, usually our customers, they need to you know, guarantee for maybe 10 or maybe even 20 years of lifetime. So then if you have a more sophisticated protocol, for example, mesh, then it's more difficult to, to guarantee that type of lifetime. So that, let's say you're an end node, you're, you're a, a gas or water meter. And you basically report your, your data and then you get a short acknowledgement and then you sleep for a long time. So it's very easy to predict that kind of uh, that current consumption and then you can you know, sign a log to your customer to, uh, to make sure that you can handle that battery lifetime that they require of you. Mm, gotcha, gotcha. And, and how are these devices typically powered? Are they, are they powered by the grid or are these you know, coin cell type of applications? 
Yeah, that really depends. Like if it's an E-meter, obviously power is not so important for, for a gas meter. They're typically powered by you know, uh, relatively large uh, lithium cells uh, batteries that have really long lifetime. Um, so yeah, that's lithium cells, 3.6, 3.0 volt lithium cells is, uh, is the most commonly used uh, batteries for, for, for uh, those kind of flow meters. Okay, gotcha. And when it comes to uh, you know these types of applications, um, you know, are there any resources that TI provides at a, at a system level? You know, as you mentioned, we're talking to you know battery uh, solutions to enable that long battery life. Um, I, I presume that there's some sensing capability that we need to integrate into the system as well. Um, are there reference designs available on the web for developers to get started? Yeah, that's true. We have uh, so we kind of for some applications we are not just a radio, like a network uh, processor, you can say, but we also can act like a system on a chip, complete system on a chip solution. Um, so we have this on in the um, uh, 1312 and 1352. We have this ultra low power sensor controller that also can actually do the whole methodology for for some of mm. the um, flow meter applications with an inductive uh, principle. We can detect rotation and actually also offer a very low current consumption total kind of system uh, solution. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so developers kind of have an option. They can do kind of a, a two-chip solution if they want to keep the network processor isolated from maybe their application core, um, or they can leverage one of our maybe more complete devices and actually run it in, in one chip. You know, you can use the integrated apps processor as well as the integrated radio and maybe some of the unique analog IP we have on board. Um, that's that's pretty cool, and I think we actually have a, a reference design for that uh, kind of flow metering type of inductance application with a with a particular booster pack, uh, the ULP Sense booster pack, I believe, is what it's called. Right. Yeah. So then we demo actually a real kind of real life application where you uh, where you sample uh, its rotation sixteen times per per second. So it's uh, and still be able to you know uh, have a total average current consumption of a couple of less than two micrograms for that kind of application so we can really support long battery lifetime uh, applications for for flow metering very very cool awesome and uh, maybe one other question is you know from a software perspective obviously when it comes to to wireless protocols um, you know software is very key in helping developers you know transmit and receive their packets so on and so forth and ultimately integrate it into their main application um, you know what, what resources are we providing to developers to get up and running from a software perspective yeah, we have a tool page at tia.com, um, which where we have a, a downloadable uh, wireless Ember solution, um, free of charge, uh, where we have all those different units, if it's a meter solution or if it's a gateway solution. Uh, we have also a lot of different, of the, as I mentioned, there are different different flavors, uh, different modes. So all that is supported in, in our software that can be downloadable from, uh, from tia.com. Oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah, I think ti.com slash WMBUS, I think it's the, the website you're referencing. Um, so there we have different examples, different use cases, all enabled in software that the developers can use as a, as a starting point. Um, really cool. And, and beyond software, you know, what does the hardware development kit look like? You know, obviously software is kind of half of the equation. Um, at the other end, they, they need to have some hardware, maybe some antenna design. You know, what, what resources are available there? Yeah, so we have these these launch pads uh, that are available at low cost. Uh, so this is a, a 1312 uh, launch pad. We also have a 1352 launch pad that actually also can offer a dual band solution. So you could potentially use wireless ambers together with a, a Bluetooth low energy. So you could use that for commissioning the network or maintenance or even sending uh, information directly to a smartphone if you like. Um, so, so all those are available also at TI.com. 
Okay, very good. Awesome. Well, it sounds like developers are well enabled here to, to get up and running with wireless MBUS for their for their metering type of applications. Um, so just to remind the developers, it looks like it's our 13X2 uh, family, the 1312 or the 1352, uh, depending on their use case. Um, and developers can get up and running at ti.com slash WMBUS. Um, so I, I learned a lot. Um, I, I know you mentioned that we've got a couple of demos. Maybe we bring you on, you know, in a future episode and we can take a look at, you know, this up and running in, in the flesh. Um, obviously, with the existing shelter at home, um, you know, mandates, it's a little harder to, to do those interactive demos. But uh, maybe when the environment shifts a little bit, uh, we can have you in the show to, to walk through that in, in real life and actually see it up and running. Mm, yeah. Cool. Well, very good. I, I learned a lot. It's fine. Thank you so much for hanging out. And, uh, and folks at home, thank you so much for watching. Um, hopefully you learned a lot about wireless MBUS and uh, hopefully we can provide you with the resources you need to start connecting your metering type of applications. Uh, so as a quick reminder, go to ti.com slash WMBUS. Um, and as always, if you have any feedback for the Connect series, feel free to tweet at us at Sensor to Cloud. And tune in next week, we'll have another SimpleLink expert to talk about new technology happening here on the TI front. So thank you so much for watching and we'll, we'll catch you later. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the TI Connect podcast. I'm Adrian. I'm Nick. Just a quick reminder, everybody. This content was originally in video format and has been adapted to a podcast. So some things are better seen than heard. Don't let it stop you. Go to ti.com connect and you can see the full videos.